The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Hello. On this Monday, following the spring game, who's going to be the starting quarterback for Baylor? I know that's what you're all thinking about. We could know something pretty quickly. Conversations being had today uh, between the, uh, uh, the, you know, Dave Aranda and his players. I would think he's not going to make the quarterbacks wait. If there is a decision to be made, they were going to look at some of the film over the weekend and I would hopefully Baylor will announce something. I don't know if they'll leak something. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Aaron, I hope we don't find out based on who's in the transfer portal. You know, people find out pretty quickly who ends up in that portal. We have portal reports every day at 440. I mean, Aaron, should we change it to like, can't, you know, portal Portal confidential. confidential. <laughs> yeah, or something. Portal. I mean, it really turns into a lot of, it's a heavy portal segment. Portal and early declare segment. Yeah, yeah. But uh, excited today. We got a lot for you. And in fact, I was reading some of the Salt Lake City news or some of those, uh, the news out there in Provo. Um, a man from Dallas, Texas, Dallas native. Caleb Lohner has transferred to the Bears from BYU. And so it's uh, it's exciting. I was just looking at Caleb's commitment. There he is in a Baylor uniform already flexing a little bit with a basketball. And um, so we're just going to start the show today right off the top here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Aaron, will, uh, Aaron will get a hold of Caleb and we'll put him on and enjoy that. Uh, he announced on uh, this past Tuesday – and Aaron, we got to credit Rothstein. Did you notice John Rothstein just, he had this on some random graphic he was doing, Baylor Newcomers. And I was just happened to be looking at it the other day. I think I shared that with you, Aaron, and it just at the, at the end of his, like, the newcomers, and it was the people you would think, Jalen Bridges, some of the others, it said, it said uh, Loner's name. And none of this had been announced. I started calling around asking sources with the Baylor. I'm like, wait, where where is this? And they're like, no, no. Ah, yes, Caleb Loner. He heard me talking about him. And uh, this is exciting. Uh, Caleb's ready to roll here. And uh, Caleb, congratulations uh, by way of Provo and, and uh, Brigham Young um, University, BYU. You have now become... A Baylor Bear, um, welcome, welcome to uh, Waco, sir. Thank you. I'm happy to be a Bear. I'll tell you that. Well, um, you had plenty of starts there at BYU. You were doing some really good things there, and and playing a ton. And uh, so I think Baylor's very fortunate to have you. Now, Caleb, I mean BYU was headed to the Big Twelve. If you really wanted to get, did you just feel like you needed to get to the Big 12 a little sooner? You just couldn't wait? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like for me, I've, I mean, I've been on the coaching staff for a long time, and I've just served some 
things that wanted a little bit different or a new opportunity, and those guys welcomed me with open arms, and I couldn't be more grateful. All right. Now, Caleb, I'm kind of interested in, in how this works. The minute you said, okay, goodbye, Cougar Nation, love you guys, but I'm going to go in the portal, um, was Baylor pretty quick on it because you had maybe had a prior relationship with some of the coaches? What, um, Who kind of showed up in there, and, and was, it, was it pretty clear right away that you wanted to end up at, uh, at Baylor, or were there some other uh, thoughts that you had? Were there some other teams kind of in the conversation? Um, there were some other thoughts, but, I mean, once I went through that process of putting my name in the portal and um, filling out everything allowed, I got a call from um, Coach Vegas that first, Within the first five minutes, my name actually hit the portal. We talked, and they set up a time for me to come visit, and, I mean, the rest is history. Well, Coach Jacobs, I did not think of him as such a quick-twitch athlete. Um, to be sitting there and five minutes in, you, you're on the phone with uh, Jacobs. Now, did you – he's a guy that – boy, he's over in, I think, Europe right now. Um, uh, he, he's got a, you know, a vast knowledge of basketball and, and what was it, you know, even going back before you ended up at BYU, at one point you were thinking Utah, were any of the Texas schools involved in your prior recruitment or were you always kind of thinking at that point, you, you kind of wanted to be up there in that Salt Lake city Provo, uh, region. What was your, what was your thought process when you were coming out of high school? I think to remove my junior year, or the end of my junior year, up to finish high school at a private school up in Utah. And yeah. I think my thought process there was, you know, I had all the Texas schools and Baylor, one of them, um, in kind of my list of schools that I was really considering and could see myself at. And I think once I once I was up to Salt Lake for a certain time and kind of narrowed it down, I just felt like. BYU and maybe Utah kind of staying up there close to a lot of resources I had and prior connections might be best and spent my time there and now it's time to move on for a new journey and I'm just excited to be a bear. All right, Caleb Lohner joining us, the new Baylor Bear, transfers in from BYU, and that's a great program out there, great school. Caleb, at least you're coming to a religious school. Now, we're not Mormons, we're Baptists. Uh, and I'm not sure if you're an LDS uh, guy or not, but, uh, but, 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 you know, we, we kind of, there's a lot of similarities and all. So I think you'll fit in. Uh, I think you'll, I think you'll fit in fine. I, I think, um, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if you get to play BYU here in a couple of years, cause I'm sure, uh, I'm sure that would be an interesting thing to, to go up against. Now, walk me back though. You're originally from Dallas. Like where were you playing in the Dallas area, like AAU-wise, all of that. What was your background uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area before you ended up uh, headed to Utah? So I grew up there, and I, I went to high school at Flower Mound High School for about mm-hmm. two years. And um, AAU, I played for a team called Basketball Means More BMM, and then I played for a year at Drive Nation. And so I just have all these connections down there. I'm in Texas like crazy. I'm so excited to be coming back and spending <laughs> some time there and working on school and working on my game, and life's going to be better. Yeah, boy, I bet you did run across some of those great Dallas players over the years with Drew Timmy coming out of Richardson Pierce, and and, uh, and you guys would cross paths 
in AAU and, and uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area has put out some unbelievable players. In fact, Keontae George, um, I'm curious, was he, was he ever – now, he's younger than you, but um, have, have you kind of heard about him over the years from Louisville, who I guess went out to IMG? Have you, have you started kind of doing your homework on who your new teammates will be? Yeah, so I actually know Keontae. We worked out with the same trainer for a while and had mutual connections with basketball, and I got to play against him. Um, when I was at Flyermont High School, and he was at Louisville. And so I've, I've known Keontae for a while, and I think he's a spectacular basketball player, and can't wait to get him to All right, and, uh, and, and then I'm just kind of wondering about the vision not only you have, but when, when Coach Jacobs was talking to you and other Baylor coaches, I'm sure Scott got involved and were painting the picture of what they saw you being able to step in and do. Um, you obviously have done some really good rebounding. Um, you, 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 know, you like to shoot from outside, like to shoot the three, but I think rebounding is going to be a great entry point for you and known as a, a guy with size who can pass the ball. What, what was their – uh, how did they articulate what they see you doing on this team? Well, they kind of just, I mean, put everything up front for me and was like, hey, this is a place where we work hard, we develop our guys, and ultimately we want to win. So for me, I just want to step into a position where I can help this team win and um, do what I can and be coachable by all these great coaches that have recruited me and I'm starting to develop a relationship with each of them and, so just kind of stepping into a role, finding my little space where I can help this team win and where I can perform on the highest level. Caleb Lohner joining us, uh, who's uh, made his way to the Baylor program from BYU. Um, what was your experience like at, at BYU? That's an interesting place to play. I was thinking about that uh, that Coliseum. I'm trying to think how much that thing holds. It seems like it's pretty big when I think when I think back about it. But what was uh, what was your experience at BYU, and what were the what are your biggest takeaways uh, that you'll be able to bring with you to, to Baylor? Um, my time at BYU was fantastic. I, I learned so much. I had so many great coaches and teammates in the athletic department. And yeah, that that gym is pretty awesome. I mean, it holds close to twenty thousand, and we had on a regular night fifteen thousand people in there cheering for the Cougs, and so. Um, that was always fun, but I think some of the takeaways are just toughness, finding a way to win, and stepping in where I can help. So I'm, I was blessed to be able to be at a university like BYU for a few years, and I'm excited for this next journey to be a Baylor Bear. Yeah, yeah, it'll be that'll be fun. What do you remember about uh, when the Bears won the national title? Were you gathered uh, there on, on the BYU campus, so watching it with your buddies? What were your uh, what are your memories of uh, of that Baylor team? And did you did you already have an inkling that maybe you'd like to think about that? Or I guess it was it too early in your time at BYU to even be thinking about that? Uh, I mean, I, I watched that game. I remember just being so happy for Baylor and the university and all those coaches. And, um, I thought that team that year was pretty incredible. But I think for me at that time, I was just committed to – playing basketball at BYU and continuing to get better and better and develop as a player and as a person. And a year later, now we are here. 
Wait, what is the uh, what was that like? BYU has some very uh, high standards, uh, you know, honor codes, all sorts of things that are even make uh, Baylor look like a state school when you uh, when you look at some of uh, what BYU does. But you talked about you know what it did for you as a person. What was that like? Um, is it does it feel confining or was it was it kind of did did you enjoy that the, the 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 fact that they spend so much time you know uh as far as working on character and that type of thing i mean i think you look at it two ways one i think there's certain things about it that are great it, it's kind of a commitment going in right so hey look i know this is how this place is and i have to follow these certain rules so i think coming in and understanding kind of what's going on with all the honor code stuff and what you can and can't do is important just in the grand scheme of being committed to playing basketball because it is a it is a commitment there's certain things you can't do and certain things you have to follow. Um, I think a lot of it is good. And, I mean, there's always certain things I disagree with, but, you know, I respect that university and the things that they had going. And excited to move on and continue mm-hmm. to develop as a person and as a player and you know, win some games. Who who was the first player that reached out to you and, and did you uh... – I've seen some of those photos with you already in the Baylor uniform and everything. Who who have you uh, ha- already had a chance to get to know a little bit uh, from the team? Because it seems like the the players do a great job with the, with the recruiting a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, I, I was able to. Keontae reached out to me a few times prior to everything happening. While I was on my visit, I was able to sit down with Langston, LJ, and some of those guys. Um, just through dinners and lunches, but I mean the whole Baylor team and the whole Baylor staff has been so kind and welcoming with open arms, and just just a really good family sense. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. All right, by the way, Scott Drew has a new book coming out. I think that'll be like a textbook, right? You have to read that, uh, you know, for you know for uh, for school. So you'll have to uh, you'll have to be ready for that. Now you're you know one of the thing areas I know you want to improve in is uh, is shooting. Um, is is that like what's the what are the areas? You're already a really good rebounder. You've put up some good numbers in that area. From a shooting standpoint, what do you what has Coach Jacobs already and, and some of the Baylor folks talked to you about? Is there anything they need to check up check you know change and as far as your mechanics, or is it just are there little subtle things you need to do? What do you think is going to get you to the next level as a shooter? I think just coming in and trusting the pitch that I've got from Coach Jacobs and the commitment I've got from Coach True and the rest of the staff on just continuing to shoot the ball and shoot it with confidence and making maybe some minor tweaks to my shot, but overall just shooting as much as I can and uh, believing that that ball will go in. So, I mean, last year I didn't shoot the ball as well as I wanted to, but that's you know, part of the process and then just learning and continuing to develop, and that's why I'm excited to work with these guys and put everything I got into it. To, you know, All right. Any any nicknames or anything we should know about? Do you have uh, you have you arrive with a with a uh, longtime nickname or anything? No, it's it's just I mean, a lot of people call me it's my last name, but it's just always been Caleb. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, you you're coming to a campus where a guy had a mullet. You seem to have some like blonde curls from what I've seen in these photos. Have you uh, 
hair-wise? You ever considered the mullet, like growing it out long in the back, or are you gonna you gonna stick with what you have? I really have considered the mullet, and I think it would be so sweet to all of a sudden be back home in Texas and grow the mullet out with my phone. Get someone to cut me up real nice. I think it might look sick. I might, I'm going to have to try I just know myself and know my personality. And so. Yeah. Well, you know, Sohan uh, is leaving us, but uh, he had different colors for his hair. And he, and he would shave it, and there was a lot going on. But this team does have some interesting uh, approaches with stylist and hairstyles, so I think you'll uh, I think you'll be fine in that regard. Uh, but uh, Caleb, we're looking forward to uh, meeting you and getting to watch you play. Uh, congratulations on uh, on making the decision, and uh, look forward to seeing you in person. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be a bear, man. Well, you have to learn how to make the claw and do all that, but you'll be fine. You'll be fine. There's not much. <laughs> I'm, work, not that I'm much. working on it. Yeah, yeah, you'll be you'll be, you'll be fine. Uh, by the way, are you are you rooting for the Jazz over the Mavs, or did you grow no, up a Mavs fan? No, I grew up a Mavs fan. Good. Okay. So I'm I'm definitely cheering 100 percent for the Mavs. Okay. All right, Bill. You'll be by the. Although I'm a huge Donovan Mitchell guy, but uh, but anyway, the uh, we'll we'll see what happens. That was a very interesting ending the other day. All right, Caleb. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate the call. You bet. There he goes, Caleb Loner, uh, who has joined us, uh, joined the Baylor program all the way from Provo, at Brigham Young University. All right, next we have the conference champions. That's right, the coach of the Baylor men's tennis program, Michael Woodson, joins us next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The much-needed rainfall continues throughout the evening here in Central Texas. On again, off again, some isolated thunderstorms, but nothing severe. We'll drop to 53 degrees. Clearing skies tomorrow, 75 and mostly sunny. Warmer on Wednesday and 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball back in action Tuesday at Gatterman Stadium hosting Stephen F. Austin. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor SFA Softball Tuesday from Gatterman Stadium. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 
Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental, they make work easier. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor baseball got swept by number 10 Texas over the weekend. The Bears will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball lost 2-1 to to Texas Tech yesterday, but won the series 2-1. to The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow. In the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Chicago 119-95. Denver over Golden State 126-121. Miami over Atlanta 110-86. And New Orleans beat Phoenix 118-103. NBA action in the playoffs tonight. Boston at Brooklyn. Boston leads that series 3-0. Toronto at Philadelphia with Philly leading their series 3-1. And Utah at Dallas. That series tied up at two games apiece. Mavericks tip off at 8-30. Rangers back home tonight hosting the Astros. 7:05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley's show. It's a Monday. We're reacting to a lot of things. Baylor Club, panoramic views, beautiful place. Go see it. I was there the other day. Love, love going by there. Michael Woodson uh, joining us as we speak. And, uh, and, and, of course, they'll have to get focused. they got more to come. But, uh, Michael, congratulations. Uh, what, a, what a great uh, day that was for Baylor Athletics and for your men's tennis program to take down the Frogs uh, at their place. You know, they, they were hosting it up there. And then even the background, to see the purple courts and, and you guys celebrating on that, it, it just kind of it even adds to it. So congratulations on all that. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and yeah, you know, there, I can't say, I mean, winning it at home is, is amazing, but, but being able to celebrate on the purple courts is, is certainly a, a special feeling. <laughs> well, it, um, I, I find it interesting. I was reading some of what you've been talking about and, and there was a weather delay and y'all had to move that thing indoors, and that's got to be interesting for both teams because you kind of you're in a rhythm, you're in the middle of a match, and then and then you got to okay, guys, we're going to go change venues, we're gonna we're gonna move this thing inside. Now, for people that weren't able to be there, um, Michael, how long was that? Uh, how long was that process? Like when when uh, when when they decided, hey, we've got lightning in the area, or whatever, we got to shut this down. Uh, how long was it before play resumed? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, it was a it was a very interesting uh, situation. I, I think one we were well prepared for. We we'd been paying attention to the weather for a week. We had practiced inside a couple times. Uh, it's a very different venue. It's dark. It's tight. Um, the courts are extremely fast. Uh, so it's a, almost a different sport in there. Uh, but we felt like we were able to get some time in there before. And, uh, you know, we used the preparation to our advantage. And, yeah, it was a little over an hour probably from the last point outside 
to the first point inside. Uh, and it, it's a very interesting time. I think you have to handle it well and get the guys refocused and take care of their bodies. Um, you know, it's just so physical and so emotional out there uh, to kind of stop like we did and then have to, to start up and play a pretty significant amount of tennis. Um, Matias played an entire set and obviously Sven was playing the entire time as well, almost at the end of his match, but um, was, was a different feeling, uh, but something that our guys handled uh, extremely well. Yeah, well, it's uh, you've won other titles, but it's just it's especially sweet. And these two, you know, rivals uh, in all sports, but tennis, it's become pretty special. They were ranked number one in the country, and then y'all take them down, and it is it is interesting how close it is. And in one of those other matches, I, I you know we were talking about it. It was a tiebreaker. Uh, going on. I mean, how stressful is that? And and when you're kind of monitoring all that as it's coming down the stretch there, or uh, how do you kind of, as a coach, are you able to kind of, you just try to stand and watch everything? Do you go back and forth between those matches? What's the, what's kind of the protocol on, on uh, as those things are coming down the, the stretch like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's, it's such a high pressure environment and the amount of pressure that our guys put on themselves to, to try to deliver for their team and their fans and their university and the athletic department is, is just immense. Um, not to mention playing for, for a big 12 championship and, and uh, you know, against your biggest rival, um, you know, for me uh, and, and our coaching staff, we typically take one doubles court each and then, and then two singles court e- courts each. And we just stay there and focus on our guys um, and try to, you know, work with them and uh, make an impact where we are. I have so much trust in, in our staff, um, you know, more so than even in myself um, that I know that we're going to be able to help our guys be in a position to have success and, and obviously trust in our guys as well to get the job done. Um, to have our two fifth-year senior captains on the court at the end was uh, something that definitely made me feel very confident. Um, but, you know, the way it, it shook out, uh, I had my assistant was, was with us, Matias, uh, from the beginning of his singles, and he stayed with him. And, and I actually helped out uh, my other assistant, George, with Sven. And I had happened, so the day before, not to get into a long story, but the day before we were playing Texas, and there were, it was 2-2, and there were three matches left all in third sets. And I was coming from the back set of courts because uh, my matches were done. And I went on to Sven's court when he was down 4-1, and Sven won five games in a row to win the match. Uh, and so I, I thought, well, I'm going to go with Sven and just maybe some of those positive vibes of me just happening to be there with him. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's the one doing the work, but I, I figured maybe this will help calm him down and loosen him up. And uh, he immediately went out, he held, he broke serve, um, you know, he got ahead and against the guy that has beaten him twice this year. Um, you know, and I, I just wanted to keep him calm and focused on one point at a time. And, and honestly, he was up five, one in the breaker in a fantastic position to win the match serving. Yeah. Um, you know, he had no idea Matias had won when, when I told him he won, he thought Matias was in the middle of the, of the set. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I was just really, I, I felt like George and I did a great job of just keeping him from actually knowing what was happening. Um, that, that's the, that's the key in those moments is just to stay focused and our guys did a great job and, and their experience is what allowed them to, to do it at such a high level. 
Michael Woodson joining us, Baylor men's tennis coach, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Looked like there were some fans that arrived there, and, and of course, the, some of these Baylor fans like to dress up. I'm sure that's always an interesting sight uh, for for your players. I, I hope they understand the decorum. You know, tennis is an interesting deal. There's a lot of emotion that goes into college tennis, which is which makes it fun. Matias, you were just uh, mentioning him. What was the what was the situation in one of those first sets? Was it Matias that tried to <laughs> tried to halt the you know put his hand up, uh, and and then and then the uh, his opponent got the got the ace. I guess the uh, uh, the judge didn't didn't award the uh, the time there, and and it, it it seemed like maybe in in reading about this, it kind of uh maybe added a little fuel to the fire in those next couple of sets it, it was a really I've, I've actually never seen this happen um <laughs> where where matias had his hand up uh to stop play which i mean that happens all the time he had his hand yeah. up in between first and second serve because the ball was still moving behind him and he's turned around looking at the ball with his hand up and his opponent served the ball uh seeing that matias wasn't wasn't ready and uh, and for whatever reason, the, the chair umpire did not see Matias standing there with his hand up and gave uh, his opponent the point, which ended the set. It was a huge point, 6-4 in the tiebreaker. Um, and that, uh, you know, it's a, yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, should the chair umpire have seen it? I, in my opinion, yes. But also the opponent knows what he's doing. Um, you know, and, and they're very close friends, both, uh, you know, from South America have known each other since they were kids. They're the same age. Um, I I was surprised that, that that would happen between those two guys. Um, but it, it really did give Matias that, that little bit extra he needed, um, (laughs) you know, in, in the big moments. And when, when play got stopped after he won the second set play got stopped, we went inside um, the first point of the third set, he won it, and he looked at his teammate to double fist pump, screamed Ale on the top of his lungs, and I thought, it's over. I mean, we're going to roll. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> now, is, is, are the guys allowed to get after the, the umpire, uh, you know, the, it, 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 a little bit? Or in, in that instance, did, are you able at least to go over there and try to get an explanation? I mean, I, we, we obviously know what happens in pro tennis. How much is sort of allowed for that in college tennis to, to, maybe, to maybe question some things? I mean, there's a lot of emotion that's going on, um, you know, from, from the players and, and sometimes the coaches. And, you know, the, I think it's the chair umpire's job to remain uh, calm and, and hear everybody out uh, and make their best judgment. Um, I think he missed it. You know, I mean, I know he missed yeah. it because I was there. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought he, yeah, I thought he made a mistake, uh, you know, but it happens, uh, you know, it, it happens and we have to move on. And I think for, for us, ultimately for our players and for, for us as coaches, you know, one, we want to model great behavior. Uh, but two, the, the officials are, are human. They're going to make mistakes. You also want to treat them with great respect uh, so that they treat you with great respect. And, and honestly, I, even though Matias was very frustrated, I, I thought he did a great job of getting his point across in a very firm manner without crossing the line. Um, and it allowed him to get it off his chest and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of reset for the, for the rest of the match. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Talking to Michael Woodson, Baylor men's tennis. Um, what about Perulik's, uh, uh, 
I mean, that, that player of the tournament, I mean, the, the story is so interesting. I mean, he transfers from the school yard playing. I mean, it, it, some of these storylines um, you, you almost couldn't make up. But what uh, uh, playing there in the number five uh, uh, singles for you, what, what was it about his play during this uh, during the Big 12 championships that, that made him stand out so much, uh, you know, to, to get that kind of honor? Uh, amazing. I mean, you just can't make that up. I mean, what an incredible storyline. He goes back to TCU and wins most outstanding player in the tournament at TCU against TCU. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was really special. I'm just so proud of him. Uh, he's he's just such a high-level player and a great young man that's worked extremely hard. And, and I would say didn't didn't have the, the results that he would have wanted at TCU. I just don't think it was a, a great fit for him personally. And uh, and as a player and, and for him to, to come to Baylor and have the, I mean, he's having an incredible season. He's only lost twice the entire year and wow. only lost, I think three times in doubles, um, you know, and, and so he, he played against their, you know, best freshman um, who was a highly ranked ATP player coming in. And um, he clinched the match for us against Texas, both the doubles and the singles. Uh, it was really a special performance from him all weekend, and he played his best tennis in the highest pressure moments, which uh, speaks volumes to to him as a person and and really how how much he wants to win for the Bears. Uh, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Okay. And so now um, you get ready. What's kind of the key to you know try to stay in top form and then be ready to try to get back to where you guys have been very recently you know, playing for that national title, what, um, what's kind of the, what, what's the process? Cause it seems like you've had the winning formula in the past and now you want to break through all the way. How do you kind of keep everybody in peak, uh, condition, uh, and, 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 and kind of, you know, stay ready. Yeah. So that's a, a great question. Uh, you know, for, for us, I feel like we've been, you, you never know exactly how to get them to peak at, at the right time. It's, uh, it's an interesting science, I would say, maybe more of an art form. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like our guys are continuing to improve. And, and really, you know, I mean, Adrian, to, to not to, to win the tournament without Adrian, our number one singles player who hasn't lost a single match all year until yesterday, um, get, delivering us a point and it was amazing. Uh, I felt like we really played well at every single doubles position and every singles position yesterday. And that was the first time I've seen us show up at every spot uh, and play what I think is national championship caliber tennis. And so for us, it's, you know, we've, we've, we've got a very nice two weeks here where we can take time and, and some guys can go into a bit of a training block and other guys can, can rest and work on their bodies and we'll just take it uh, one player at a time and, and figure out what exactly they need and, and utilize this time to, uh, to rest, recover and work on a few specifics so that we're ready. Uh, I feel like the guys are ready, but, but we're going to take the time and, and make the most of it. All right. In this next step, let's just make sure the whole thing, whether it's tennis channel or online or whatever, let's just make sure all of it stays on TV because I got that announcement the other day out of the blue, and it said uh, ESPN Plus will not be showing the, you know, when play resumes, they'll not be showing, and I was, like, throwing things. So we we have to stay on top of that. We can't, we can't allow that. I don't care what app it's on. I just need it to work, you know, throughout the tournament. <laughs> I, I 
I don't know if I'm allowed to comment on that, but I, I, I mean, I would have bet my life that it was going to go indoors at one point during that match. Um, and we had talked about it all week. We had been talking you know, about it with the tournament director and the head of the big 12 and, and everyone. And so, you know, my understanding was that they were ready for indoor or outdoor. Um, yeah. I was surprised that, that they weren't able to, um, switch it over. And, and honestly, I, I would say people watching online missed what was an unbelievable environment. I haven't been a part of anything like that. There were fans on the courts, on the ends, the players in the middle. I, I couldn't hear myself think. I mean, green wall is ringing in my ears still right now from how loud it was in there. And, and it really felt like I could maybe on occasion, I would hear a chant for TCU. It was the total green and gold out in there. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, so whoever was watching online, I'm bummed for them because they, they really missed out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just need to, you know, show up for this, uh, for this next gathering, but I can't wait for all the seating and everything to be announced, but, uh, congratulations. Uh, it's been, oh, I don't know. We, I think we just keep calling this the year of the bear. I guess we have to turn the page at some point. Uh, but, uh, but another championship, they, it never gets old. And, uh, and Michael, we're, we're very excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, always happy to be part of the Year of the Bear. Uh, it's just an unbelievable athletic department, and uh, we're excited to do our part. You bet. There he goes. Uh, Michael Woodson, the coach, Baylor men's tennis, a team that really now has a shot. Um, it's a deep team. A lot of these same guys played for the national title, and then they've added some key parts, including the young man who transferred from uh, uh, Perulik we were just talking about from TCU. Uh, it is some good depth on this team, really, really good up and down the line. So uh, it is uh, another championship for the Bears, and great to talk to uh, Coach Woodson. All right, it's time to talk about Campus Confidential. What's going on in college football? What's the latest in the portal? College basketball, there's a lot to talk about. Very busy opening hour. It continues next. Baylor Baseball. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Tuesday at Baylor Ballpark hosting Incarnate Word. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Baseball Tuesday. Join Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for Baylor Bear Baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 88 
In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor baseball got swept by number 10 Texas over the weekend. The Bears will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball lost 2-1 to to Texas Tech yesterday, but won the series 2-1. to The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow. In the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Chicago 119-95. Denver over Golden State 126-121. Miami over Atlanta 110-86. And New Orleans beat Phoenix 118-103. NBA action in the playoffs tonight. Boston at Brooklyn. Boston leads that series 3-0. Toronto at Philadelphia with Philly leading their series 3-1. And Utah at Dallas. That series tied up at two games apiece. Mavericks tip off at 8-30. Rangers back home tonight hosting the Astros. 7.05 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, we've now posted some of these interviews. Aaron will post Michael Woodson here in a second. We've got Caleb uh, Loner out there, Baylor's newest addition through the portal. This uh, Campus Confidential has turned into a very portal-heavy uh, type deal. We do it every day at 440. I know you guys look forward to it. You're always asking me about it. Aaron, before I turn it over to you, because I, I, I don't want to forget to say this, it was really fun the other day. I, I was out at that barbecue event judging, and uh, Tom was out there doing his thing, and we were having a lot of fun. But the amount of people who came up and said, hey, I listened to you when I'm coming into town or in town or whatever, um, that listen to our show in the afternoons and, of course, listen to our game time show, 7 to 9, John, 3 to 4. But it was, uh, it was really nice to hear from everybody and uh, lots, of, uh, lots of great listeners out there. It's just fun to kind of get down, uh, get to those events and be able to say hi to everybody. And uh, it was also fun judging all that beautiful uh, meat that was, uh, came right off the grill steaks marbled steaks it looked oh man 
those are some great things. And uh, congratulations to the winners. Anthony Ray, former Baylor great. Lachey Maston, former Baylor great. Um, they were on the winning team. So good to talk to those folks. And, uh, and good to see J.J. out there judging. John Morris, Jovan Overshawn, who is a, a member of the Baylor uh, uh, Athletics, now part of the administration. Uh, good to see everybody out there. And Robin Big Cat Jones doing a wonderful job overseeing it. And then uh, uh, Doug Furch uh, and Paul Thorpe from the uh, from Baylor alumni. And then I saw uh, Walter Abercrombie was out there and, uh, and, and some of his team from uh, the B Association, the, uh, the, the Baylor letter winners, and that was uh, great to see them as well. All right, Aaron, what do you have on your agenda today? Someone we heard from earlier in the program. We'll start off with that. Caleb Lohner over the weekend announced that he was transferring from BYU to Baylor. The uh, former BYU forward from Flower Mound, Texas originally, um, picked Baylor over Utah and UCLA. He averaged... In two seasons, seven points and almost seven rebounds per game at BYU, and will have uh, two years of eligibility left when he comes to Baylor next season. You can hear that interview with Matt Mosley as he interviews Caleb Lohner uh, on Apple Podcasts. It is up, and on our social media at sixteen sixty at es at sixteen sixty ESPN on Facebook and Twitter to hear that interview. Well, I like that. I like the I liked, uh, the presentation there, telling everybody where they can see it. And uh, Loner was an interesting cat, and I, I like him. He's uh, from the Metroplex and where I grew up. Um, Flower Mound's a little far cry from Kaufman, Texas, but generally we were, we were in the same Metroplex. But Caleb Loner moved up to Utah, then became a Ute, or was going to be a Utah Ute, and decided to become a BYU Cougar. And... Um, Aaron, I decided to steer it away. I started to get religious with him, and I thought, I don't know if this kid wants to talk religion. I brought up the LDS and Baptist, and then I decided to jet away from that. But, uh, hey, hey we'll, he'll fit in just fine. I think, I think the BYU, the Baptist versus Mormon, uh, that's going to be a fun rivalry. And can you imagine if Caleb's still around when, uh, when the uh, Cougars get into the Big 12 here in a couple of years? Now that will be really Interesting. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us, sir? With the with uh, a lot of the country's football programs having their spring games over the weekend, there were also a lot of commitments. Um, we will start right here with Baylor, who had their green and gold game on Saturday. They received a commitment from four-star 2024 athlete Jaden Porter from Lorena, who played on the, the obviously the Lorena State Championship team yes. last year, he chose the Be- the Bears over Oklahoma State and TCU. He is take uh, that, take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about how do you how do you like them apples, Sonny Dykes? <laughs> right. He is uh, rated by two four seven Sports as the 29th best recruit in the state and the 35th best athlete in the nation. So Jaden Porter from Lorena. Uh, Verbally committing to huh. the 2024 class of yeah. Baylor football. Hey, did you see? Um, I'm, I don't want to step on your toes. Are you going to mention who else was on campus from 2024? Were you going to say anything about Lagway or not? No, I was going to let you do that actually. Because oh, okay. I I saw um, I, Derek Lagway 
we've had on, Aaron, you know, former Baylor running back, and uh, you remember him. A lot of people that have followed Baylor for a long time remember him. I think he was number four, and he ran over people, kind of a fullback slash tailback. But his son, Aaron, I see this. I saw these big, huge guys who played football at Baylor, and then I see somebody over there that's their size, but he's got this real young-looking face, and I thought, huh, that doesn't look like a former Baylor player. And it turns out it's DJ Lagway. It's Derek Lagway Jr. And Aaron, I mean, it was great to have him on campus. I just think we have to go ahead and admit that, like, every school in the country wants him, including Alabama. Oh, absolutely. And while, you know, I think we're going to form a I'm, – I'm, I'm excited. I think Baylor's going to have some fun announcements coming up. And we'll be able to share some details with you on what they're going to do in form of one of these collectives. But, you know, it's hard to compete with those SEC schools that are handing out huge money. But I just say, Aaron, I mean, and he seemed like a great kid, by the way. But, like, you you know, most times you look over and you go, God, that's a big kid. That's a big high school athlete. That's pretty. Aaron, you look over at this guy, Derek Lagway Jr., and you're just like, whoa, grown man. Like, to me, he looks like full-on what Jalen Hurts looked like in college, what Tua looked like at Alabama. He already looks like that. It's 2024. What does that mean? That means he's a sophomore. Okay, he's he's going to be, be a junior, junior next, next year in high school. And, I mean, Aaron, it was just like I was over there trying to judge some meat, and I thought, my gosh. I mean – he was a man-child. And uh, so anyway, but good to see. And, and I got I, – we were kind of – it was very crowded, and Derek was talking to somebody else, but I got to catch up with Derek later in the day, and that was fun. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure Derek would love him to come to Baylor, but this, this he's going to be able to go anywhere he wants in the country. Okay? So right now – and he's from Willis, Texas – Let's stick with the bird in hand, and that is the young man from Lorena, Texas, who Aaron was talking about. So that's very exciting. I love Lorena. Love that state title. John Henry, one of my favorite players ever, came from Lorena. And then his son, I believe, is a going to be a junior next year on that Lorena team. What else, Aaron? Any other names uh, of any of those recruits? Any, anybody else we could be excited about? Um. The University of Texas had their spring game and landed a pair. I don't care about them. <laughs> All right, what did they do? Uh, the University of Texas landed a pair of recruits following their spring game. Wide receiver Ryan Niblett and running back Trey Wisner. Niblett ranked 96 in the ESPN 300 for 2023. Chose Texas over Alabama, USC, A&M, and LSU. He is their highest-rated prospect in that class. Wisner, a four-star prospect out of DeSoto, uh, shows the Longhorns over Oklahoma and Texas A&M. So Texas picking up a couple of top 300 commitments after their spring game. Yeah, not not shocking there. And um, I did love reading about the man they call Sark, talking about how the next step, the how highly intelligent his players now, you know, they have a better feel for the system. And situational football, they're way, they're on down. And then I even saw one of my old radio cohorts from ESPN uh, 103.3 in Dallas. He's now in Houston. And he's some kind of huge, 
Longhorn fan, although he went to Texas Tech. And he, he was commenting like, there's no way in the world. He's like, I don't want to overreact to a spring game, which you always know, here's what's coming, is a huge overreaction. Right. And he said, there's no way this isn't going to be the best offense in the Big 12. <laughs> yeah, when have you ever known a Texas okay. fan to overreact before the season starts? Yeah, I know, I know. And even at ESPN overreacts. Oh, the okay? national media, too. Yeah, it's Not ridiculous. us. I'm talking about the national folks. FIP, whatever that stands for. You know, they're, they're predictors. Oh, Texas is going to be in the college football playoff. Oh, really? Oh, had them in the top yeah. ten. But, hey, I'd like to see them at least be competitive. I really would. They went five and seven this last year. I mean, uh, you know, it's, let's see them be a little bit more competitive. Now, uh, Aaron, I did want. Well, I want you to get to the next one here in a second, but I did want to check for the Baylor football site because there it is. Just want to make sure, I because I, I kind of feel like there's going to be an announcement coming down at some point. Um, they have like kind of a in-house internet operation that they use for some announcements over there. Anyway, we'll see where it comes out, but uh, I. I'm getting I, I we'll t- again we're going to get into this with um, Kevin Longquist coming up at five o'clock. Aaron, let me just say this: no matter what way they choose, I I feel because whoever doesn't get it is going to be a really good quarterback, either a great young quarterback in Shapen or an awesome leader and a proven quarterback in Gary. The guy who doesn't get it. I have a hard time thinking he's not going to go right in the, the, the portal. Now, the only thing for Gary is, I mean, how, how soon, if you got to go straight in the portal and sit out a whole year, I mean, my gosh, Gary's got to be, is Gary 30 years old yet, Aaron? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think he's 30. Uh, but Gary's been around for a while. He's 22, probably 22 years old. I mean, at some point, and I think, And I was trying to determine if Gary has two more years of eligibility, if you count the COVID year, or just one more year. Because I think he had a red shirt year in there somewhere early on. But it's uh, this is going to be fascinating to see what happens. We're going to play that all out and talk about it coming up here at 5 o'clock. Okay, Aaron, what else did you have for Campus Confidential? couple of quick college basketball notes. People declaring or not declaring for the draft. No surprise, Kansas senior guard Ochai Obaji uh, named the outstanding player of the Final Four after leading the Jayhawks to their fourth men's national championship, declared for the draft today. And UCLA guard Caleb Love said he is returning to North Carolina next year, which uh, will put them probably in the top two or three in the preseason rankings when they come out because they're going to have quite the team coming back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in these things, these nuggets that you're presenting. The going back to Kansas, I, I'm fascinated. I, I'm fascinated with some of those. One, those, you know, what's happening there. I think they're going to lose Brown for sure, Anagbaji obviously. So and McCormick's not coming back. So I, I don't know. I mean, Kansas has some good guy, good players coming in, so they should still be a top ten team. I don't know the, the the one that you brought up and you've been talking about recently because they've had several guys coming and going, but that UNC team fascinates me because they were really not that great. I mean, they got a nine seed, 
they were probably under-seeded, or was it eight seed? Nine seed or eight seed? Anyway, they were either an eight or nine seed. Well, Baylor was a one seed, so they would have been playing, uh, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, either an eight or nine. Bottom line is, I if you just judge by where they ended up, it's unbelievable they have all those guys back, and they should be ranked in the top two or three in the country. But if you judge them on their body of work during the season, they weren't nearly as good as Baylor or Kansas. So I don't exactly know how to judge the Tar Heels. So, I, I mean, I just think we have to say they had an incredible tournament, and you have to honor a team that made it to the national title game. You, you, you do have to give it up for them. So, Aaron, would you, would you have UNC as a top three team in college basketball right now going into next season? Uh, top five at least, yeah. I'd, I have, I'd have to look and see who all has, you know, what players returning because people are still declaring like, uh, Duke had the, uh, uh-huh. their fifth and final starter this year declare for the draft today, but they've got six uh, McDonald's All-Americans coming in next year. So, I mean, how do you rate them, you know, and a new coach? Uh, but I would put them in the top five. There's a chance that Duke doesn't even make the tournament next year. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I was <laughs> Well, I mean, there's I always that chance. No, I know, but they were struggling for a while there in that that horrible COVID season. They didn't make the tournament. Right. But now this looks like they're they're going with a, a unbelievable recruiting class, but who knows how John Shire's going to do. I mean, UNC struggled and then Hubert kind of got them going late. All right. Okay, we got to go, I guess. Any any other thing, Aaron? Are we good? No, we can uh, then nothing okay. pressing. We can wait. Okay. Okay. Just just file it away. <laughs> file it away. Um we do have the man we call Kevin Longquist. And Kevin has several alter egos. He is a big-time rivals guy. So we'll, uh, we'll throw some of these names against him. You know, some of these uh, recruits who are on campus. I mean, i got to be honest. I'm watching all these kids leave, and I'd like to know who they were. I was looking for Ro- Garrett Ross. Like, Garrett, tell me who all these players are. Our own Garrett Ross is really good at all that stuff for 247. But our 24-7, we like to call it. But next... The man from Rivals, Kevin Longquist. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. We are now joined by Crystal Conti from University of Texas, the athletic director. And, Chris, I'm just glad you were able to hear some of the Baylor sports beat. Did you get any good intel from being on hold there? Let me regurgitate. You got track meet this weekend. You got spring game this weekend. You got opening <laughs> game at TCU. You got baseball down here. I think I got you covered. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. 
ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Refinance your vehicle with Genco and skip payments for 90 days. Rates as low as 1.99% APR for 48 months. Online applications will get an additional 0.1% off their rate and have a chance to win a 0% auto loan. We had another baby, so we really needed a lower car payment and a bigger car. Refinancing our loan with Genco made both possible. Thank you, Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco! Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Each new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month, the Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? On a Monday, busy Monday. And uh, we had a lot going on over the weekend. Another conference championship for the Bears in men's tennis. It never gets old. Thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. I'm a proud driver of one of those, uh, oh, those, uh, oh, the Grand Cherokee Laredo. It just keeps moving. I plan on driving that thing forever, or maybe my daughter will, but it's a great vehicle. And uh, love it, love it, and I love going by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram. They do an incredible job. Thank you, Ted Teague, for what you do. Now, um, a gentleman that uh, had the great pleasure of sitting by me in the press box, and, and I think he probably always wonders why about halftime, how I disappear for about an hour of spring game, where I go. He may not even ever wonder where I go, but uh, I do like to kind of go around and see things from a different vantage point. But Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com, joining us now at Sikkim Sports, is his Twitter handle where he puts a lot of Baylor sort of breaking news information. Kevin, uh, it was good to see you Saturday. What did uh, 
what was what was kind of the overriding thought on on this spring game? Was it the um, was it the best Baylor spring game you've seen in many years? The, the question I can never get answered is who leads the series, the green or the gold? No one can answer that question. <laughs> so that's the great mystery in this. And so, um, but anyway, I, I think that this team has a chance to be really good. And it starts with the defensive line that is extraordinarily deep. What I thought was interesting is how you have a guy like Jackson Player, Waco Midway kid, transfer from Tulsa who is working with the twos on the defensive front, but is obviously going to be a part of the rotation. And the fact that Dave Aranda said after the game, after the game that he was going to think about using him as defensive end when they got going with spring ball, and that really never materialized. And you think about the fact, Matt, of how deep they are with that front. They could probably run six, seven guys out there in that three-man look, probably not miss a beat. And I've always said that if you have a great quarterback – who is your number one, who is your number one position? One a needs to be your defensive line. And I think this defensive line for Baylor is definitely one a caliber. Well, I like it. Um, I, and I, I like the line too. I, I, I got to go back and, and look at some individual things that like Jackson player was doing. And I kind of liked mm-hmm. Aranda, by the way, you'll, we'll, we'll let you hear from Dave Aranda at about five twenty today. Uh, Kevin, I liked, Aranda talking about how well they complement each other. Now, mm-hmm. I, I heard from Jackson recently, and it kind of was funny because you could tell Jackson had hoped to kind of play some other positions. The problem for Jackson is when they put him over center, when they line him up at nose tackle, he's a dominant player. He's quick. Uh, he gets off the ball in a hurry. But I like that description of what Aranda was saying, and he was using baseball, you know, the fastball to set up the curveball, the curveball set up, and, and how the the one-two that Apu Ika and Jackson Player present along that defensive line is just perfect. you got power, and then you have speed with Jackson Player. I, I don't uh, – Kevin, since you and I have been hanging out watching Baylor football, now I've been doing it longer than you have, but you've been doing it a pretty long time. Uh, this is one of the deeper defensive lines that we've seen. And I think Jackson and, and Apu kind of set the tone in the middle. You know, I think that's very true. I would say that this defensive line has a chance to be as good, if not better, than the 2014 team that was led, that was led by Andrew Billings and Bo Blackshear. I mean, and remember that front was really good too, even though Baylor would get into a lot of scoring contests with folks, but that front though was really good. What I think what's going to be important about this defensive front is if Baylor doesn't go into the portal to try and find any secondary help and they decide, you know, this is the group that we're going to go with, with the safeties in the corners, that front's going to be really important because of the pass rush they develop in order to, if you will, hide some of the weaknesses where that secondary has shown. I mean, we saw it on a couple of times. You know, it got burned on two touchdown passes, Matt, one of 77 yards that C.J. Rogers threw. And then, of course, the 50-yard bomb that uh, uh, Blake Shapin threw uh, late in the game. So those are things that I think that the coaching staff is going to hope, again, provided they don't move into the portal for any secondary help, um, that that front that's where that front's going to be important all right uh, let's get right to kevin longquist from rivals let's get to what people are wanting to talk about and hear about today 
and that's the the battle between these quarterbacks. Um, Shapin was, um, you know, Gary made a mistake, threw an interception. I mean, I don't think in a spring game that's the end of the world. I think Shapin continued either. So maybe not, maybe not, but not great, not great the way for it to happen. But again, it's a spring game. I, I would just say that what you continue to see is one of the frustrating things to me is I don't really, for the life of me, understand why quarterbacks are taking off and running in a spring game. I mean, like, you're back there trying to run up some patterns, and even if somebody's not open, you can just throw it away or throw it, whatever. I mean, like, I don't. I don't really – you can't tackle, so we don't truly know how long. I mean, you guys are up there being funny, you and Jerry or whoever. Y'all are doing a comedy bit <laughs> on, like, trying to figure out how many yards the carries were. But we really don't know because right. they can't hit the quarterback. So right. I I don't it, – it, it still worries me a little bit. I love Gary. I love his leadership. I just yeah. don't love the fact that he's back there in a spring game going through his progressions, and he's taking off and running. The spring yeah. game is not a time for quarterbacks to be running around. I mean, it doesn't it right. doesn't prove anything. And Shapen, as we probably would have predicted, is back there throwing darts. And the fifty yard pass was not like some kind of oh let's throw up you know let's throw it up and hopefully it finds somebody. I mean, it was a gorgeous ball. It was a it was a beautiful deep ball and um, and it hit Baldwin in stride. So uh, I. As far as accuracy and what he can do and getting the ball out on time, to me, Shapin is the choice. How do you read this thing? Do you agree with that, or do you have a different feeling? No, I agree with that. I mean, I felt like Shapin – look, Shapin's got the better arm. And as I've said to on your show previously and in other uh, locales, that I think you know the ball comes out of his hand like it jumps out of his hand. It doesn't jump out of Gary's hand. And, you know, the interesting thing about Gary is that Gary's got a good arm. And I saw that at Pro Day on March 30th at the Allison Indoor Practice Facility. He was throwing some darts out there. And for some reason, and again, you know, you're just standing there and you're throwing it around as far as the Pro Day is concerned. And then when it comes to a live competition like this, it wasn't the same thing. And I don't know why. And look, Gary has been a great soldier. He has been the guy that's always played on the chip of his shoulder where everyone has always counted him out since the day he stepped foot on campus because he came from a small school in Earl, Arkansas, and he's had a fight for everything that he's ever gotten in his uh, life as, as Baylor's starting quarterback to come up through the chain and actually put himself in a position to where he started 10 and a half games last year, including the Sugar Bowl. Did everything that was asked, won the job last year, uh, and this year – I I think the one thing about Gary is the fact that do you go with the safe choice with, which is what he would be if Aranda, Sean Bell and Jeff Grimes decide, do we want to have a game manager or do we want a guy that can really make a, you know, big time plays. And that's where I think the difference is. And I think Shapin has the capability of doing that. Look, there's two things to go back as far as the Shapin discussion is concerned. Remember, and, and I promise you, Matt, that had Blake not, hurt his shoulder against Oklahoma state in the big 12 championship game. He would have started the sugar bowl in my opinion, but two things on Blake one, go back to the first pass that he threw against Texas tech in the home finale, 67 yard seed to Treston Ebner. That's the best ball that any Baylor quarterback threw last year. 
and then go back to the Big 12 championship game. 17 consecutive completions to start the game. That's a Big 12 championship game record. That's also an AT&T stadium record. You don't do that by accident. You do that because you have some ability. And I think those are things that you have to go back on. And the fact, though, that Blake was well enough to come back from the shoulder injury and go through spring, you know, to your point, I don't think the spring game was the differentiator or the deciding point of who wins this job. I think it just kind of maybe reinforced it to some extent. I think what has to – the good thing about this decision, though, is that it's coming, and we're not going to let – we're not going to let this drag out into the summer or into fall camp. They've got to make a decision on this because I think this team's capable of doing a lot of great things in the fall if they're healthy and they find a way to win on the road in Austin and in Norman. Yeah. Yeah. I, those are all good points. And, uh, and I think that's probably, and you know, if they choose Gary, uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to act like I know what Shapin would do, but I think he's going to be, I think if he entered the portal, he'd be a highly sought after quarterback. He's put up and he's put out enough film where there's going to be all sorts of schools that want him. Uh, I do not know for sure what Gary would do, and I think it's an extremely tough choice because of Gary's leadership style and how much this team responds to him. But uh, yeah. I think I think they know what they need to do. I think Sean, I think Grimes, and I know I think Dave does. I think if anybody's holding out, it's Dave. I feel like Grimes yeah. and Sean know exactly what they need to do, and uh, and. We will see where this thing heads. Let me ask you this. Um, you always do a great job of keeping up with the recruiting visits. I got to see Derek Lagway Jr., DJ, they call him, in person the other day. My goodness. Wow. That's a grown man, and he's a sophomore in high school. That's unbelievable. But um, I know that Baylor picked up a commitment from the youngster from uh, Lorena. Uh, who are who are kind of a, a few of the – the names that uh, Baylor fans should be excited about that were that were in town, and I'm talking about the players that that Baylor has a, a, a tremendous interest in. Well, of course, they had several of their 2022 um, members of the signing class that were there. Yeah, uh, Karen, yeah, Kyron Roberts Day was there. I mean, that kid's going to be a ridiculous athlete once he gets on campus. The big question is where are you going to put him? Uh, you know, he could play. You know, for me. Just because I'm saying it, it doesn't matter what I think. But I mean, he he looks like a defensive end to me. Although I think he could be an H back, you know that sort of thing. You yeah. know, a couple other guys that were there were uh, Zach Chapman, the kid that I saw from Fort Bend Marshall, 2023 defensive end, uh, who's coming off an ACL injury from last year. He was there watching the game. Took place on that. Uh, Colton Soraki, you know, younger brother of Caden Soraki, uh, who just signed with the Bears. Uh, Colton's a 2024 offensive lineman from the Woodlands. They like him quite a bit. Caleb Hicks, running back uh, from Denton, excuse me, from Denton Ryan. That's there. Jeremy Payne, uh, 2024, uh, great looking running back from Fort Bend Hightower. He was there. So those are just a few. And then of course, yeah. Uh, and then and then one one more name to let you know about was Aaron Flowers, 2024 defensive back from Forney, who we just made a four star last week. Ooh, has received the coveted four star. The forty mm-hmm. jack, but he's a, not on the two fifty, but he's got a four star. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. if he's from forty, uh, forty proper, that's the forty jackrabbits. They used to be jackrabbits r- to you, rivals of Mike Kaufman Lions. We usually beat them, but then at some point, the uh, 
they they had some, some big time athletes in basketball, and then our uh, yeah. The girls from our class became interested in the Forney boys, and that was uh, that was uh, concerning to us. Um, all right, uh, Kevin, that was uh, that was a good uh, wrap up. The only thing I'd ask you that's kind of fascinating to me is, uh, isn't that weird that that it, wide receiver? I mean, Gavin Holmes is the as he calls it the old head in the room, the veteran, yeah. and the guy hadn't played much at all because he's been hurt his whole career. But he seems like an unbelievable leader. He's just got to no. tr- somehow try to stay healthy. But they, there's one guy that was out there, and you and I keep talking about him. They have not put him on scholarship, and yet he was out there running. I mean, you could argue now. I think Seth Jones was out there with yeah. the ones out lined up wide. But there comes number thirty-four. Is it yeah, Cameron? Josh, Is that right, jo- uh, Josh, Josh Cameron? Yeah, yeah. Josh Cameron. Uh, he's a kid, and I think we talked about him maybe a couple of weeks ago, Matt, when I was on your show. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, just has made his way up through the food chain, if you will, and has worked to everything that he's got. He's a big kid. He can leverage himself. Uh, I think he could be a matchup problem for some people. I, we'll find out exactly how this will move going into fall camp. Uh, again, spring ball is where you really get an indication of who could potentially help you beyond your known commodities. And I think Josh emerged – as one of those guys. Now, the question is going to be is if you really think that he's going to be a one for you and you can start him perhaps in the opener against Albany, which would be a great way to get him going, is what can he give you in that game? And I think for him to develop where he is is a credit to his work work habits and perhaps something along the lines of just talking with Gavin Holmes. You know, Gavin's a great kid, as you mentioned, too, just touching on him for a second. You know, I saw Gavin when he – my connection with Gavin goes back to when he was a junior at Justin Northwest. And, you know, he had the opportunity to really turn into a pretty good college recruit. And I remember the day that he committed to Baylor when he was a senior at Northwest. Um, and he was one of the guys that turned, that helped turn Northwest into an afterthought program, into a legitimate football program. And that was kind of important for that school to uh, to go through that. And I think for his leadership, what Gavin has shown to go through these years like he has for a spring game, too, for him, if you uh, remember him saying that, but for him to kind of persevere and show that type of leadership and have it rub off on like Seth Jones and Josh Cameron, those types of guys, very invaluable for something like this. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you're right, and uh, I, it was fun listening to him, fun listening to Bryson Jackson. I listened to Will Williams the other day and kind of got fired up. He's a different kind of personality. So, And then Doyle, of course, is your steady-as-she-goes kind of player. And, and then, of course, they're going to get this other guy in, the LSU kid, Josh White. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's a guy you can tell Aranda loves. I mean, this is not like a – a lot of times, some of these players that come out of LSU that transfer out, um, you're kind of like, oh, what's going on there? I mean, one of them is with the Cowboys right now and has himself in hot water. But with Ika and White, both of them, I think, have a chance. Uh, Ika already does. But I think White yeah. is a high, high-character guy who's going to fit in beautifully with this team. All right, Kevin, that's all the time we have for now. If we go one minute more, I have to start – I have to go up on your rate, okay? I have to uh, <laughs> I have to pay you more, so i got to slide out of here. Good to visit with you, sir. Always a pleasure, Matt. Take care. 
Kevin Longquist from Rivals. Rivals.com uh, on the uh, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron Sexton alongside, as always. Let's uh, listen in on some of the things that Dave Aranda had to say, especially, boy, a quarterback came up in a hurry, and we had some good back and forth with Coach Aranda on that. We're getting close to a possible decision, and they may have already made one. We discuss all of that next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's never a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, including a Big 12 tournament championship for men's tennis. Plus, spring football wraps up for the Bears. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. If you like the Baylor Nike gear John and the crew are wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at baylorshop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back and congratulations to Coach Michael Woodson and Baylor men's tennis with a 4-2 win yesterday in Fort Worth over TCU, men's tennis, the 2022 Big 12 Tournament champions. It is a third straight Big 12 Tournament title for Baylor men's tennis. Also from the weekend, Baylor women's golf finishes in a tie for second in their Big 12 championship. Men's golf opening play today at Whispering Pines. Baylor softball takes two of three over the weekend from Texas Tech. Baseball drops all three on the road at Texas. There were 11 golds for Baylor track and field in their own Michael Johnson Invitational over the weekend. And Baylor football wrapped up spring drills with their annual green and gold game Saturday at McLean Stadium. Here's head football coach Dave Aranda. I thought the, the O-line, D-lines really were the big takeaway for me. I thought offensively the push and the finish of some, some, some drives that had some plays, um, you know, um, uh, plays in them. And then I thought defensively, there were some big plays with uh, knockback and, and pressure in the pocket and that. I thought the young receivers continued to impress. I think uh, Dallas Baker's done a great job in, in spring and has really made a connection. I think he's got, I think uh, our, our boys are playing for him. I thought quarterbacks were um, were strong as well. I thought you know 
there would be one good drive and be followed up with a next an, another good drive, you know, so you could feel that competition, and I appreciate that. I thought that uh, running backs, there's, there was good things. I thought in the second half it was improved, you know, after kind of a halftime settle down and adjustment and that. Coach Aranda and the Bears wrapping up spring drills on Saturday. Next up, the 2022 season opener, September 3rd against Albany at McLean Stadium. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. The much-needed rainfall continues throughout the evening here in Central Texas. On again, off again, some isolated thunderstorms, but nothing severe. We'll drop to 53 degrees. Clearing skies tomorrow, 75 and mostly sunny. Warmer on Wednesday and 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on Game Time, Athletic Director for Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. I think all of this stuff that's going on right now, name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal, although it seems and feels difficult, and it seems and feels like, you know, the more money you have, the greater advantage that you're going to be at, I still think there's a place and there's a way for us to shine and continue to be competitive at the highest level. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Baylor baseball got swept by number 10 Texas over the weekend. The Bears will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball lost 2-1 to Texas Tech yesterday but won the series 2-1. The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow. In the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Chicago 119-95. Denver over Golden State 126-121. Miami over Atlanta 110-86. And New Orleans beat Phoenix 118-103. NBA action in the playoffs tonight. Boston at Brooklyn. Boston leads that series 3 to nothing. Toronto at Philadelphia with Philly leading their series 3 to 1 and Utah at Dallas that series tied up at two games apiece. Mavericks tip off at 8:30. Rangers back home tonight hosting the Astros 7:05 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, Matt Mosley show rolling through a Monday. Thank you, Baylor Club. Thank you for what you do for us. 
Beautiful. Everybody was up there the other day celebrating on a, a spring game. They had all kinds of brisket, sausage, the whole thing. And then uh, it was uh, – then, of course, Thursday we did a live show. They had an open house, and there were all kinds of people inquiring. They got great deals on memberships. The Baylor Club, it is one of the, the great clubs, and some of the deals they make, it's just a fun place to take friends, take business associates. You can take meetings there. You can attend events there. We appreciate the Baylor Club. All right, it's uh, Matt Mosley's show, Aaron Sexton alongside. And we've been talking about, you know, what they're going to do at quarterback. We're monitoring this thing. We'll see how Baylor announces this thing or which way this goes. I think probably you hate it, but, you know, they're going to be, depending on which direction this goes, players are going to probably transfer out. Uh, because it's uh, if they go with one particular player, Shapen, that that really kind of means you would think Shapen's going to be the quarterback for the next two or three years. And any you know, I I would not I would totally understand if Gary wanted to go play somewhere else. If they go to Gary, could Shapen leave? I mean, this is the kind of thing you need to um, understand in this day and age, the transfer portal. And that's why it's so, I think, very cool of of uh, Dave Aranda to want to get this decision made and then do right by all the people involved. Kyron Drones, number three quarterback. Uh, CJ is the uh, is the is the is the fourth quarterback. He threw a seventy-seven yard touchdown the other day. He's good too. All right, it's um, Matt Mosley show. Let's let you listen to a little bit of some Dave. Aranda, and in particular, listen to some of the early moments of this as uh, I, I was asking him and other folks were asking him about the quarterback position. Here it is. Uh, the spring game was kind of how this spring has been. You know, it, it's, it's, it's such a young team that uh, – and then I think there's some – um, eccentric, uh, real jovial, and um, interesting uh, people on this team, just very opposite of me. And so I think sometimes when the spots, when you know, we have the, you know, the either the meetings or the, the practices or the class classes or the tests and the times that are in between, you know, I with the youth and just with that, you know, that kind of personality piece. I get a little nervous, and it's really just me because any any time that we've asked them to do something, they've done it, and they've knocked it out, you know. And I thought, you know, the, the previous two scrimmages, you know, any time that uh, we're kind of out and about, and we're at a, at a uh, you know an award show, or we've got a um, you know there's this charity thing we're doing, or any of that, they've just really been um, uh, above par, and so. I'm proud of the team. You know, there's a lot of growth still to uh, to take place. I think, you know, but we're we're on the right track, and I think we're have identified the right fights to fight. Um, I thought the the O line, D lines, really were the big takeaway for me. I thought offensively, the push and the finish of some 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 drives that had some plays. Um, you know. Um, uh, plays in them, and then I thought defensively, there was some big plays with uh, knockback and 
and pressure in the pocket and that. thought the young receivers continued to impress. I think uh, Dallas Baker's done a great job in, in spring and has really made a connection. I think he's got, I think uh, our, our boys are playing for him. I thought quarterbacks were, um, were strong as well. I thought, you know, there would be one good drive and be followed up with a next, an, another good drive, you know, so you could feel that competition. And I appreciate that. I thought that um, running backs, there's, there was good things. I thought in the second half it was improved, you know, after kind of a halftime settle down and adjustment and that. I think, you know, in terms of areas, really just growth and things that we can improve overall, I think special teams is one that um, comes to mind. I think we got a lot of youth that are in some spots and, um, you know, we've got a new coordinator as well. And, and Ronnie's doing great and he's going to, you know, you know, be great with it. But I just think some of the things that, you know, went on today was maybe the third or fourth or maybe second um, or whatever time that it, that it, that they've done that and it looked like that. And so uh, we've got to continue to invest there and grow there. I think the team, the team that we're going to be requires all three sides of it. Um, it played a real high level. And so we'll continue to uh, get better there, but. Take any questions you guys got. Dave, uh, how has the competition between Blake and Gary gone throughout the spring, and, and do you expect to name a starter by the end of spring? I uh, appreciate the question. It, it has been, um, it has been um, a back-and-forth one. I think, you know, if you look at, like, a Tuesday practice to a Thursday practice, there's usually a move being made. And then you get to Saturdays, and it's um, – it's on from the beginning to the end. And so, I, you know, you appreciate that just about, about, you know, when you look at Gary and then you look at Blake and just their ability to, um, you know, want all the reps and then not take them and then really be intentional to make the most of the ones that they got. I mean, you, I know how, I know that's difficult to do and I appreciate them doing it. And, and you know, and, and when the times that they're not on, they're encouraging and all of it. And so, I think today, man, there's really good decisions being made. It's a two-high shell. It goes to three-high. I'm working that side of the field. It's a two-high shell. It stays too high. I'm working this other side of the field. You know, knowing which O-line they were with and, and how quickly I got to get the ball out, knowing who's on the other on the other D-line, all those. There's a bunch of things. There's a fair amount of layers today. And I thought they were able to kind of go back and forth with all of that and then, you know, compete within the series. Um you know, with the other guy. And so I was impressed with that. But I uh, do want to be able to make a decision. And so we've got one-on-one -on -one meetings. Um, I'll meet with everyone on the team starting on uh, Monday. And so when we get to the quarterbacks, we'll, you know, I'd, we'll review, review this film, talk with the coaches and, and um, uh, Grimes and Sean for sure. And then we'd like to make a decision. You have a pretty good idea right now? I don't, you know, and... I think if I did, I probably couldn't say it here. Um, but you know, it's been it's been a strong competition, and I think the you know the fight with those guys. It's um, I'm impressed, and, and the way they've handled the fight is probably the most impressive thing. Ava, from the first day to now, did that you mentioned the receivers. Do you feel like that group may have made the biggest progress from first day of camp to now? Uh, Probably so. I think, you know, um, 
Probably so. I think the the receivers, there's such um, talent there, and there's such uh, big playability that it, a lot of times what comes with that is, you know, um, bright lights, big things, big events, and little uh, little details, um, daily grind, you know, um, uh, everything matters. Uh, all of those things kind of can be difficult to address. And so I think it probably started that way. And as the spring went on, um, the, the grind was, was better. The details became sharper. And, um, you know, I, I, I look at Dallas and just the work he's done and he, just the connections he's making and the, uh, the trust that he's building. And so you got Monterey, Baldwin, Seth Jones, Josh Cameron, um, uh, Javon Gibson, a lot of the, Gavin Holmes, a lot of these guys are just really playing hard. So it's really cool to see. Uh, a couple of guys in particular who battled injuries and we saw it there today. And Gavin, uh, you just mentioned, also Scorer Williams. Can you just kind of speak to the journey that those two, that those two have been on? And Gavin even mentioned that he got here in 2017. This was his first spring game. So uh, he enjoyed that. Can you just speak to, the, to their journey? Yeah, I love I love those guys. I think you know. Um, I say this: year, my, my daughter has had ACL surgery, so she had it a week ago, and you know she's kind of up and around now. But um, on her crutches and all that, she was kind of on the couch and everything for a while. But it's like when you know you take for granted just um, being healthy, and when you're injured, I mean things like you know work, walking across to the side of the room or using a restroom, using a shower, any of those things are like major events. Like that's the thing of the day, you know? And so just, and then, you know, it's so much more mental than physical, all right? There's sure there's pain and there's, um, you know, there's rehab and there's all of it, but it's just to, the, the mental piece of kind of, you know, we talk about, you know, the levels of learning and, you know, we talk, there's like a pit that most young guys go through in terms of, you know, I'm picking up stuff. I'm coaches saying this, coaches saying that. And when your confidence is kind of shaken and your kind of identity is in conflict, you're in a pit. And uh, it's dark down there and you can't fight your way out the pit. And there's a vulnerability that's got to be addressed. And all that stuff comes up when you're injured. And it's almost to the point where if someone hasn't been injured and someone has, I mean, there's a major difference there in terms of uh, how they move and how they see things. Um, and so a lot of uh, a lot of uh, of appreciation for Gavin. I, you know, he's in the leadership council. He's a leader of that group. You know, and it's one of those things where there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, responsibility on his shoulders because uh, of his veteran status. But he's played less than the younger guys that are there. And so for him to be a leader and then still have that learning mindset of I'm, he's still trying to figure it out, I think it says a lot about him and his character because I think he could shy away from the leadership part or he could act out on the other side of it. But, you know, he's mentoring the younger guys and then right there learning with them. And so good things are ahead of him. He's doing everything right. And then who else did you say? You said Squirrel. Yeah, so Squirrel, you know, one of the hard things with Squirrel is that um, when, you know, just being injured last year and um, new offensive staff coming back in or coming in, 
you know, and squirrel when you're in, you know, you're going through, you're struggling because you're not involved and you're you're in it, but you're not. And a team's winning and you want to feel part of, but you're on the outside of it. And so I think, you know, there's there can be emotions and good days and bad days and everything. And, and, and you know, I, I just remember, you know, trying to get across or trying to communicate offensive staff wise is that, you know, Squirrel is our most electric guy. Right. Um, we've got a lot of speed and, and, you know, I think we've all seen that in the last couple uh, months with uh, our fellows that are about to get drafted, but really, I mean, squirrels as, as electric as any of them. And I think for them, the offensive staff guys, they just, they had never seen it. You know, they had only seen someone that was struggling with being injured. And so I just think, you know, from the player's perspective, I think, I think that scenario all over the place, all over the country happens a lot. And it's just, it makes it difficult. And for, I mean, it's just another thing they have to battle. And I don't think any, there's any ill intention or ill will or ill this. It's just, you know, it's tough to see the person. And so I think for him to kind of continue to build and offensively to um, for them to build packages and roles for him, it's just way cool to kind of all see it kind of come together. And we're hoping that, you know, Squirrel has the season that, you know, we all want him to have. Dave, as far as the, the defense, you've obviously lost some key guys, but do you see a lot of guys out there who are, who've got a lot of experience or maybe to step into some of those leadership roles? Um, I, I think it's a, that, is a, that is a major piece for our, our, um, our improvement. I think, you know, there's some of the leadership that we have right now on the team are guys that can play football really, really well and then maybe off the field are still struggling to have the accountability and responsibility that we want them to. And so I think, um, you know, we'd like to be able to get those both really high standards on both sides of it. And I think defensively especially, I think that's the challenge. And I think, you know, if if it stays where, where it's at, you know, the concern's going to be all the road games that are ahead and all the tough environments that we're going to walk into and we're playing the opponent, you know, in a, in a, I'm sure in a, in a game they've had circled on their thing, we're playing them and we're playing us because emotions are taking over or because, you know, the outside's kind of affecting the inside. And so I think, I think that piece is a major piece on defense. And we were able to have that last year, but really I wasn't really, we didn't really kind of get to where you felt there was, we're making some progress until the summertime with that. And so we're kind of doing it again. Looking at the guys, obviously, you know, NFL draft this week, uh, you know, those, um, I guess the, the holes that they left behind, I mean, you know, the players they talked about, guys being really eager to step into that new role. So what's that like, you know, seeing, you know, your former players leave that mark and just seeing so much hunger from, you know, younger guys and other players from the step in? No, I appreciate that. I think the you know last year, last year's group, the the issue was really belief with a lot of those guys. I thought you know they had had success before, and it was a whole other way of doing it. Um, and you know, I think you know the whole different personality and whole different kind of you know you know they're thinking like this is like the 
like chicken soup for the soul. And they're going like, what's going on? This is, you can't going to win with this stuff, you know? And so I think like to kind of get past that was the challenge and to get the leadership to get past that and see that or, or rather see it that it, you can win like that. Yeah, I, I'm sure the players totally were thinking about chicken noodle soup for the soul. I mean, that's a book. Aaron, when we were getting out of high school or something, they, there was a series of books like chicken noodle soup for the soul that were being sold. Uh, and I don't I don't even I don't remember what it was for. Maybe it was like inspirational stories or something. But uh, Dave Aranda never fails to uh, have some interesting references. Good to hear from Dave. I'll tell you what we're going to do next, though. As we have to say goodnight during the dismount, I'm gonna, um, we're going to get you prepared for Mavs and Jazz. Late start tonight. It's going to be 835, 845. It'll be a late night, okay? If you're going to stay up and watch this one, pack a lunch. Pack a whatever. Pack your dinner because it's going to go till my gosh. I mean, we're talking about 11 p.m. ending. It's going to be a good one, though. And uh, 2-2, Luka got involved in this series, looked to be the hero, and then it got away from him late. What needs to happen tonight? How do they bounce back from that? Has Utah found something? It almost seems like Donovan and Gobert like each other again. That's not good news for the Mavericks. We'll talk about it in the dismount. Next, Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, May 7th and Sunday, May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. You'll find ammo, prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, May 7th from 9 to 5 and May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. Almet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Almet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash Waco Careers or WacoHR at howmet.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Baylor baseball got swept by number 10 Texas over the weekend. The Bears will host Incarnate Word tomorrow at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor softball lost 2-1 to one to Texas Tech yesterday but won the series 2-1. to one. The Bears will host Stephen F. Austin tomorrow. In the NBA playoffs, Milwaukee beat Chicago 119-95. Denver over Golden State 126-121. Miami over Atlanta 110-86. And New Orleans beat Phoenix 118-103. NBA action in the playoffs tonight. Boston at Brooklyn. Boston leads that series 3 to nothing. Toronto at Philadelphia with Philly leading their series 3 to 1 and Utah at Dallas that series tied up at two games apiece. Mavericks tip off at 8:30. Rangers back home tonight hosting the Astros 7:05 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Aaron, uh, we do have to say goodnight. It is the Dismount. We do this every evening at about this time. What time is it, Aaron? Uh, Aaron, like about 5.48. And um, good to hear from Dave Aranda. Talking about quarterback battle, it's a tough one. You knew it was going to be close. You wondered if Shapin would build on what he did last season. He has. He looks smooth. Ball's coming out great. Randa makes the, the really good point that some of these guys, you know, have a, a, a day or win the day or win the week or whatever, and then the other guy will come back. I think it's been a great competition. I think the good news is I think they pull for each other. I think both, I think all the receivers, the offense, offensive linemen, it's a difficult for everybody because I think they love both quarterbacks. And both of them can lead. I would say Shapin probably allows you to do more on offense at this point. I also think that it it it's just it's it's not I just don't love in a in a spring game seeing a quarterback taking off and running a lot. There's just no need for it. You can't get tackled. You don't really know how long the run was for. Either take your sack, throw the ball away, do whatever. And um, for whatever reason, Gary was taking off running a ton the other day, and I don't love that. Gary did at the uh, pro day. I mean, the video I saw, and obviously I had something that came up that unfortunately I couldn't uh, uh, avoid, but the people that were there were bragging on him like crazy. The ball was coming off his hand. I mean, he throws a pretty deep ball. I mean, he can get the ball downfield. You know, it's just ball's got to come out a little quicker than it does sometimes. And, and Gary has a tendency to not – it's like, you know, you look at one – route you look at another but it's just not ball's not coming out when it needs to come out sometimes so again uh not that not that i am the quarterback's coach i play one on the radio sean bell does a tremendous job sean and jeff grimes and uh dave aranda will hold up they've looked at film they'll pray about it think about it think about what's going to be right for the team and make a decision is the the person who doesn't get it going to transfer maybe you just got to live with that. You got to live with it. That's that is the that's what happens now in college football. Could two quarterbacks get in the portal? Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, they got a good walk-on quarterback. That C.J. Rogers from Argyle, good player, good player. Could C.J. transfer out? You bet he could. Now, tonight, the uh, I don't know if he's going to or not. I hope he doesn't. I think he's a great backup. I think he has a chance to get put on scholarship at some point. Uh, Mavs and the Jazz will get going this very evening. It's exciting. It's a late-night NBA basketball, and it's the great Donovan Mitchell and Gobert taking on Luka and Brunson. It's all coming up. Everybody have a great evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. My name is Denver Chick of Big 12 Athletics on the Monday Spectrum Big 12 Buzz. 